You are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach. And although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today we're going to talk about something that, you know, a lot of people say is outdated, but it really isn't. So if you're curious, then you're going to have to stay on to learn about this way of building your business that is tried, true, and proven. I want to welcome Tanya Brody to the show. She's a full-stack direct response copywriter and email marketing consultant. She has worked with numerous marketing technology companies, information marketers, and other small to medium-sized businesses to improve their email marketing and overall messaging. Tanya works with business owners to help them write their regular nurture emails so they can grow their relationships with their subscribers, get more sales, and create happy, loyal customers. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. I appreciate it, and I'm happy to be here. So I'm going to just, let's just start out with just the simple, obvious question. Does email marketing still work in today's environment? Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Everyone who says email is dead is wrong. Email isn't even badly wounded. It is thriving. And in fact, it is the highest return on investment marketing channel you can have. You can get up to 4,400%. No, 4, so basically for every dollar you put in, you can get $44 back. You don't get a return on investment in any other marketing channel like that. The reason people don't like email is it actually takes some work. You have to set everything up. You have to write the emails. So yeah, everyone is like, well, I don't want to do email, but I would challenge everyone, everyone by saying, if you're just throwing stuff out there into social media or in, you know, ads, whether they're print or online, you are literally shouting into the wind. An email, give someone giving you their email address is them saying, yes, I want to hear from you. And that is so powerful. Obviously we can get some more into that, but yes, email is absolutely still relevant. And anyone who's saying it isn't is just being lazy in my opinion. <laughs> well, what I find funny is these people who say email marketing is dead probably still open their emails. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like in polls of all age groups, all, not, not just, you know, older folks like me, but like, you know, younger folks too. The first thing people do when they wake up is they, they look at their phone and they open their emails. And in fact, a lot of millennials and Gen Z's are saying the way they want to be marketed to is through email. They want to get the coupons. They want to get the sales announcements. 
They want that information coming directly to them so that they're not having to wade through the morass that is social media to find this information out. You know, it's funny when you when you talk about emails, I can remember this was the early 90s and I had a friend and he's I remember the first time I heard the word email and he said to me, oh, I've been talking to someone through email. And I'm like, OK, the area I lived in, we barely had Internet, let alone anything else. Right. And I looked at him I'm like, what's an email? Right. Like that was 30 years ago. Now it is such a mainstay that. I don't think pe most people, well, at least anybody in business does not function unless you have email. Yeah, you are more likely to be asked, what's your email address than you are? What's your phone number, especially in business? Because yeah. pe people don't answer their phones anymore. But yeah, they'll respond to an email. No problem. You know, what's funny is it's just because you get spammed so often mm. that and now with call display, you can see whether it's a number of somebody that you know or not. And if, you know, if I don't know it or if it doesn't look familiar in any sense or whatever, I just let it go to my message center because I don't have time to deal with people who are trying to spam me. And that is actually true in email as well. I will be completely honest. That is actually why email got such a bad rap is for because so many people were spamming everyone and their brother with literally everything from porn to bad, you know, sales promotions, and I mean really bad sales promotions, <laughs> to, you know, uh, viruses. And that honestly, that is still a really big deal. But people are becoming more savvy. It's like, I have no idea who that is. And that email address doesn't even look real to me. So yeah, I'm deleting that or I'm, you know, marking it as junk. You know, and every company out there now has a spoof at or, you know, phishing at email that you report these things to. So we are, we, the end users are becoming more savvy. Unfortunately, that also means the spammers are becoming more savvy. But, you know, it's, it is still one of the best ways to communicate yeah. with your potential and current customers. And I think that's what lends to the importance of doing email marketing properly. So I'll give you an example. As a podcast host, my email address is out there. Now, how they get my, my other email address, I have no idea. They must have their ways. But if I get another email from someone saying, I saw you on YouTube and your channel is amazing, but I went through your channel. And I mean, Literally, I get the same email yeah. from like 50 million different people. It's like they all got taught, here's the email that you send, you know, and they're like, well, your SEO stinks and, you know, we we can get you high views. And I'm thinking, yeah, they're not going to be real. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get but. the same things. I get the exact same things. I get emails saying, hi, we can help you get more clients or hi, we can help you with, you know, your HR department. And I'm just like, you obviously haven't done your research. A, I don't need an HR department. It says freelancer on my LinkedIn listing. And, you know, I, I, there are so many things that I don't, I get so many emails. I mean, it's, and it's, this is what frustrates me the most about people doing cold emailing, which is a legitimate form of emailing, I guess, but they're not, you're literally intruding on someone's inbox. It's like you're barging into their living room. I am a firm believer in what is referred to as inbound marketing. 
So the idea that yeah. someone gives you their email address, they, they, they say, yes, I am interested in what you're doing by signing up for your lead magnet, by signing up for your mailing list, by, you know, following your podcast, by, you know, any number of other things. And that way you have their email address legitimately. You have yes. permission to email them. And most importantly, your emails are less likely to get caught in the spam filters because you are legitimately emailing them. And you're actually using a proper email service provider like MailerLite, you know, Drip, you know, any of the other Aweber, Mailchimp. Aweber, MailChimp, any of those out there. You know, I'm I'm currently using Entreport. Yeah, you know, there are so many ways to do this correctly. Um, yes. and so many people just don't. And, you know, and, and I've gotten them that, you know, you, you send an email that says, please, you know, remove me from your list and they email me back. Hey, did you see my proposal? And I'm like, no, really take me off your list. <laughs> it's just like, be respectful of people. Be respectful yes. of someone coming who actually is interested in you. And I think that's the other thing that the power that email marketing has is you're really building a relationship with someone. You're not just coming in and saying, hi, I have something to sell you, you know, bye, 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 bye. You're saying, hey, I have something of value to offer you. Here's how I can actually help. Here's how I can make your life better. Yeah. And here's the information you need to be able to make an informed decision as opposed to, I can offer you these services. You have no clue who I am. I'm coming at you out of the blue, you know, and, you know, landing in your inbox or, you know, showing up in your social media feed or sliding into your DMs or whatever method they are choosing to try and communicate with you. And I realize that it's hard to get seen these days because there is literally so much noise out there, which is why I really love email marketing. Because when yeah. someone gives you permission to email them, they are saying, I want to give you my attention. I want to see your email coming into my inbox and when I open that email, I am verifying that even further and saying, yes, you are someone I want to hear from. You are someone I value. When they respond to your emails, which happens to me a lot, by the way, I get people going, oh my God, this was a fantastic email. It made so much sense. Or I love this. Or you know, even the occasional disagreement, which means I can start a conversation and learn more about yes. them and do a better job of serving my people. You know, it's it's a it's a two way relationship. Even though it just feels like you're writing into the yes. dark, you're not. You're actually making an impact in someone's life. You are there to serve. You are not there to take. Which is what I feel like those people who are just randomly emailing me, thinking that I need HR services for a one person business. You know, it's like really. <laughs> Maybe you need an HR department to deal with yourself. <laughs> right. What I really need is. A, is a, a a personal assistant to deal with all those lousy emails, but that's a exactly. different entirely. <laughs> so oh. yes, email marketing is still a valid thing when you do it correctly, and I think that's what's really important: is doing it correctly, doing it well, and building that relationship by writing those regular emails, those nurture emails, which is what I talk about. Because my big thing is everyone should have an email list. And you actually need to email people regularly. You can't just send people an email every once in a while when you're having a sale or when you're launching a book or when you're on your book tour. You actually need to 
go to the trouble of keeping up with people and going, hey, this is what's going on in my world. Hey, here's this really cool information. Hey, here's this new thing I'm writing about. Whatever it may be that you're doing, you need to be sharing that with your audience to keep them interested, engaged in what you're doing. Because otherwise, you will be that person who shows up in their inbox and they're like, yeah. who the hell are you? And why are you in my inbox? Delete. Spam. Spam. Yep, exactly. You don't want that to happen because that is going to destroy your sender reputation. And I have literally met people who have had their sender reputation so badly destroyed, they cannot send emails to their own mother without them getting caught in the spam filter. That's a really, really bad thing. <laughs> I like what you said about the nurture because email marketing, I like to think of it. It's sort of a medium length marketing tool. Mm -hmm. It's not that you can't get results right away. And I mean, if you're offering the right thing at the right time, you know, you've got this, there's always the low, what we call the low hanging fruit, the people right. who are ready to buy and you send out the email, you know, and they buy, but you talked about that nurturing sequence and, and, you know, when I when I teach about book writing, I teach about what I call the create method. And the first thing, the C, is create authentic relationship. Mm -hmm. You can create relationship through the words that you write and the stories that you share and how you let people into your world, whether it's short form writing by email or long form writing in a book, it, it still has power. And then you add consistency yeah and when that person is ready and your email lands in their email box and they're used to opening up your emails guess what's going to happen that relationship is going to be the thing that they remember and i think that's my big thing about nurturing your leads there are people who are going to buy your thing right away yay great you made a sale i believe that is usually one out of every 10 or one out of every 100 people who look at your, whatever it is you're selling, your book, your object, your service, whatever that may be. And that means you still have a whole bunch of people who haven't bought yet. Mm. You're literally leaving money on the table by not nurturing these people. So maybe they're not ready to buy your book today, but in a week or in a month or even in a year, they're like, okay, I'm there. I'm, this is, I am now ready to read this book, to take this information in. I'm in a place to process this properly. It's worth my time and my money. And this person yes. has shown that they are an authority on this thing that I'm having a problem with or on this subject that I am passionate about. And yes. I trust them. I'm going to buy their book as opposed to this other person's book. And that's yeah. really, really important positioning yourself as the authority, as the expert, as the go-to person is really what email is all about. So it's not instant. I mean, it, I should say in most cases, it's not instantaneous. You will get people who are like, they join your list, you make the offer. They're like, yes, click. Fantastic. They're now a loyal customer and you email them too, reminding them why they became a loyal customer. But those people who haven't bought yet, I know marketers out there who have said, I've had people on my list for 10 years who literally just bought. Yeah. And so is it a longer game? Yeah. But instead of, you know, going in bursts where you launch a new book, you launch a new product, whatever it is, and suddenly you're getting this huge influx and then nothing 
Yeah. Email sets you up to have a steady stream of new customers coming in because those people are self-selecting and say, yes, I'm ready, click. And that way you have also a steady income stream. How lovely is that? <laughs> you <know? laughs> don't have to panic about whether or not you're going to have new customers or you can afford to pay your bills. <laughs> That's the thing about email marketing too. Like we're going to, we're going to dive deeper into this in, in a minute or two, but just before we go to our commercial break is, you know, even though email marketing, there's a creative side, there always also is the scientific mathematical side to it because over time you can pretty well predict, or you can see through the numbers when you send out an email, approximately how many people are going to buy your stuff because over a period of time, now we're not talking short period of time, but over a period of time, you know, you can see the growth, you can see the consistency, you can track the numbers. And, and it's not that you can predict because I mean, things do happen, but you will have a general idea of what you can and can't do or how much you will bring in because you've, Got it consistently enough. Now we, we're going to talk about that. And I also want to get to how to start and grow an email list. But audience, we're just going to take a quick break. If you're thinking about writing a book to build your business and convert readers into clients, I would love for you to check out the Create and Scale checklist. Writing and publishing a book that converts readers into client and scales your business is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Get my free checklist at bit.ly forward slash create and scale that will show you what you need to do to have your book become a well-converting lead generating tool. Welcome back. Tanya, I've, I've really been enjoying this conversation today and I think let's switch gears a little bit because I do want to make sure we actually cover the topic that we listed as the title for the show. So let's go into a few of the basics on how I'm going to let you loose to talk about how to grow and start your email list. Sure. So the simple thing to do is set up what is called a lead generation funnel, which is basically you have a thing that you give away. So maybe it's a chapter of your book. Maybe, maybe it's a checklist. Maybe it's a guide. Maybe it's, you know, a, a video of you presenting at some thing that people can, you know, watch if it's behind a, an opt-in wall. Um, and what you do is you set that up so that people have to give you that email address that is permission-based marketing. They're saying, yes, I'm interested. Here's my email address. Give me the thing. And then um, you take that email address and that gets put into the email service provider. MailChimp, MailerLite, you know, HubSpot, whatever you're using. And you then have that in your email, in, in, you have that email and you have permission to email that person and you send them the thing. And I always recommend sending that thing, whatever it is, via email, not giving it to them as soon as they click you know, uh, on the, the thank you page, but instead saying, check your inbox, because that does two things. Number one, gets them to open your email. So you're training them, hey, open my emails. And then there's a button in there that they download whatever the thing is. But the other thing it's training is the ISPs. So Gmail, Yahoo, Apple Mail, whatever service they may be using, that this person wants your emails to go into their inbox, not their spam. And that is really, really important because the more often that person opens your email, the better 
the more often your emails will end up in their in inbox. And more importantly, the more your sender reputation will grow, which means all of the other ISPs will go, oh, that's actually a good sender domain. I'm going to let that email into everybody's inbox who's signed up for it. Mm. So these are really important, weird technical things you have to think about, like you were saying. There's a lot of math. There's a lot of strategy behind email that people don't think about. It's not dashing off a quick note. There is actually some work behind it. So once they've gotten that first email, I always recommend sending what's called a welcome sequence, which is literally you introducing yourself, you proving your authority, you giving some value. And at the end of that welcome sequence, you're saying, hey, here's a chance to buy my thing. Because the whole point of having an email list is to make money and you want to be transparent about that. In fact, I have my, my fourth email in that list is always, I sell stuff here. <laughs> and if you can't handle that, go ahead, clutch your pearls and just unsubscribe because, you know, I don't want to screw up your inbox with all of my emails if you don't want to hear from me. And I think that's yeah. important to give people that permission because maybe they clicked on your thing and they realized they're not interested. So it's fine. There is no obligation here. But if you want to stay and get my useful information, please stay, open the emails, buy the things, be aware, I'm going to sell to you. Yeah. Then after that, you email people once a week, letting them know what's going on in your world, the things that you're offering useful information they can use to make a decision about what you're offering or you know your latest podcast interview your latest blog post your latest uh book tour your latest publishing date whatever that may be case study case studies customer that, story all sorts of things like that you know a piece of news about you or about your industry or about your subject you're like, oh my God, I saw this thing in the news the other day. And here's what I think. Here's Actually, I didn't send this out as an email because I don't have an email list yet. I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. So audience, if you heard the ad, you know, like I would love to have you on my email list. I promise I will send you good and wonderful things. But I posted on LinkedIn, uh, I don't know, it was probably a couple of weeks ago, I had was traveling and did not have a good experience traveling. But just after I traveled, I read a story about a plane that didn't land properly and the tail ended up screeching all the way along the bottom and the plane was all damaged. And thankfully, nobody was hurt. But, you know, the plane was stuck, I think it was either in Toronto or Montreal until it could be fixed because it was no longer flyable. And so I managed to take that and relate that to writing a book and how if you don't plan properly and you don't give yourself enough time, you know, you're going to be like that plane. What happened was the plane was trying to land and they realized they weren't going to be able to land, but they got too close to the ground. And so when they went to try and take off again, they hit the runway and they just scraped it enough. They couldn't, they couldn't go anywhere. So I, I related that to book writing. So, you know, you can tell a little story or you can take something current and then relate it to, you know, what your client's going through. Exactly. And that's just, I think that's something you need to think about is there are so many stories in your world. I mean, literally everything from, you know, my cat just puked on the floor because that happens to, every pet owner in some way, shape or form 
to, you know, my, my business is doing X and you can relate that to whatever it is that you are offering because it all, come, you know, and that's, I firmly believe in tying things right back into your call to action. And by the way, I believe that every email should have some sort of call to action, whether it is a go check out this blog post, go check out this podcast, or it is a go check out the book, go check out the book tour, sign up for my, you know, upcoming event, whatever that may be, you want a call to action in there because you are literally training people to click on your links. You want to, Amen. you want to give people the idea that, Oh, there's something useful on the other side of this that I should go see. So you, you need to keep that interaction going. And the yeah. reason you want to do that is because you want people to get to their goals, not because you want them to get to your goal. Remember, this is all about service. You are all about yeah. getting people where they want to be. So, you know, whether, and that's true, whether you're writing fiction or you're writing, you know, nonfiction, it's, it's yeah. still all about helping other people in some way. Really, in my opinion, being an email marketer is all about being in service. And that's what I do for my clients. It's what I do for my students. It's what I do for everyone on my email list. I'm like, here's some useful information about email marketing. Check it out. You know, or here's why you should be doing X, Y, Z. I sent personally, I send two emails a week. Um, I, I have one email that always goes out that's linked to a blog post. So, you know, I, I blog fairly regularly I, or I recycle blog posts and I send those out. And then I have another email a little later in the week that is just for my email subscribers. And it's some topic about email marketing that is going to help you in your email marketing. And that always links to whatever it is that I'm selling that month. And that's a really simple formula. You know, you could do that once a week. You could do it every other week or once a month, but I really do advise doing it once a week just because you stay top of mind. You're, you're relevant. People aren't like, oh, yeah, I'll read that later. They want to know what's going on with you. And you're, again, nurturing that relationship. Yeah. You know, it was you're talking and I, I was my brain was going crazy just thinking about different things. So here was one of the emails that I will eventually write. It's uh, launching your book is like giving birth. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. You know, when I talk to my clients, I do talk to them, you know, as we're going through the process and it's like, yeah, you guys are pregnant. Now the girls get it. The ladies I work with, some of the men are like, uh, I said, but think of it this way. Like how many of you have been in the delivery room when your wife's given birth? And they're, you know, they say, yeah. And I said, what was it like? Hectic, creative, chaotic, nuts. You had no clue what was going on, especially with the first one, you know, I, and, and then when the baby's born, everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is what your book launch is going to be like. You're going to feel those same things. You're going to feel the crunch. It's just going to get closer and closer and it's going to get seem more and more stressful. And I'm like the doctor nurse comes in, takes looks and goes, yep, everything's on schedule. Everything's okay. You're <laughs> doing good. The baby will be here soon. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what it's like. I have helped clients launch their books and, and it is, okay, is everything in the nursery ready? you know, do we have, do we have the go bag packed? It is all of that stuff. It is, are we actually ready to do this? Is everything in place for that successful launch for that successful birth? And yeah. if you think about it, when you are writing, you are literally, you know, creating essentially a new life <laughs> and yep. you're pushing it out 
into the world and letting it go free so that other people can go, oh, this is a wonderful thing. Yes. You know, so it's, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It's a lot like giving birth. And yes, that will be a fantastic email. And one of the things I actually say for people, because the biggest, the biggest complaint I get from people is, I have no idea what to write. To which I usually respond, oh, I'm sure you have plenty to write about. You just need to get started. <laughs> so I have two things. The first thing is I actually have seven email types that I, you know, that, and I think there's something in each one of those that your audience will relate to. Yes. But there are seven email types that you can write and I teach you how to do that. You know, use each one of those email types as basically a formula to be able to write an email about literally anything in your life. The other thing that I offer, which is something that I encourage everybody to download, is I have a list of 30 subject lines and writing prompts that you can use to get people to open and read every email because sometimes it's literally just getting started. That is why so many people say, I don't want to do email. I don't want to have to write them. Well, writing the email is not that hard. It's, it's not. It's getting started writing that email. It's the paralysis when you're standing, sitting there staring at the blank screen going, words, sentences. Uh, it, that's the hard part. Once you get going, you're fine. And then you analyze it. Is it good enough? Is it going to produce results? Yes. Is it, is it, is it, is it? Well, here's some words to set you free. Okay. If you use Tanya's stuff, it's going to be better. But even still, you're just going to have to practice and get better at it. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you're going to get better at it is to do it every week <laughs> or be making millions of dollars, hire a marketing team and let them take care of it. But either way, you should be doing it. Oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's one of those things you just need to do. You need a way to keep in touch with your people. Just like you post yes. on social media regularly, you need to be keeping in touch with your email subscribers. And the reason I advocate email over social media or, you know, or having them both is because social media is great. Social media is a wonderful place to connect with people, but you want to get them on that email list because it is literally the difference in my opinion Social media is like being in a crowded party, trying to talk to someone over the thud, thud, thud on the dance floor, um, you know, with all the people around you making tons of noise and trying to have a conversation versus someone opening their front door and inviting you in and asking if you'd like a cup of tea and a chat. It's a huge difference. It's the attention. It's the willingness to listen and to relate, to actually build that relationship. And both of them are good because sometimes you want that crazy dance floor party energy, but sometimes you just want that cup of tea and a chat. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at social media as well, you don't own that social media. No, no. I, you know, look, so... at, look at all of the things that have disappeared over the years. Yeah. My, my favorite example is Blab. Blab, and this is probably what, like, I don't know five or six years ago now, it was like a really popular social media platform that this guy put up literally as an experiment. And he's like, okay, this is done now. And people are like, well, my people, <laughs> I need to keep connecting with my people. And he's like, nope, sorry, we're done. 
So it, your audience can literally be taken away that fast. What if Facebook says, I'm sorry, your account is in violation because we say it is because, you know, we're just in a bad mood. And which happens, which happens regularly, or there's a bug and suddenly your account gets caught up in that bug technicality and gets deleted. And, and let me tell you, oh, no. like you can, you can con try to contact Facebook and ask, like I've done it. I ended up in Facebook jail and I'm like, please just tell me what I did wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, you broke our terms. You broke our community guidelines. Okay. Which one you broke our community guidelines. Which post did I post? Yeah. And they won't tell you. They're just like, okay, you're in jail. Oh my God. It's, but it's, like with email, you own that. Right. Exactly. That is your property. And until someone says, I'm no longer interested by unsubscribing, you have the right to email them. Yeah. So it's yours. And you can literally pick that up and move it to a different email service provider. You can upload that list to social media and target those people on social media to make sure they're still in your system and paying attention. You can make a lookalike audience of those people to find more of those people and get them into your system. It's so valuable. It is literally, in my opinion, the most valuable marketing resource you have. So make sure you got one, people. That's what I got to say. And they're so valuable just because it's as you know, think about it as an author, you can do things like ask questions of your audience saying, Hey, I'm thinking about writing this. And if you're someone who interviews people, do you have experience with this? If so, fill out the survey. Maybe I'll interview you for the next book. Or I'm having, I have, I actually have author friends who do this. I am, I'm a big science fiction geek. I have author friends who literally email their list and say, you guys, I don't remember what happened in this book? I have the transcript somewhere, but I can't find it. Do you remember? And he'll they'll get like five or 10 or 50 responses. <laughs> oh, it happened this way. Because they have so many devoted followers that everyone remembers every single word when, you know, they're like overwhelmed by all of the things, including, you know, their publishing deadline and yeah. making sure that the edits are ready and making sure everything is consistent from book to book to book. So ha your email list isn't just a collection of addresses. It's a phenomenal resource. I regularly email my list and saying, Hey, what do you guys think about this? You know, yeah. when you're, when you're facing this challenge, what is it you're talking about? So I can like write the next blog post or create my next course or yeah. write more emails <laughs> saying, Hey, <laughs> You guys said you're having problems with this. Here's yeah. what I think. Here's some resources, you know, because you are building that relationship. You are creating, yeah. a, you know, a, a back and forth that's really important to both of you. Not just, you know, it's not just for your benefit again, it's for their benefit. So yeah. in the end, serve your people. Yes. Sell your stuff, serve your people. They will serve you. It will be a wonderful relationship. Unfortunately, Tanya, we are completely out of time. <laughs> this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much, Kim. I really enjoyed geeking out about email marketing with you. Thank you for having me. Just quickly, I know you mentioned the 30 subject line giveaway. How can people access that? You can find it at Tanya Brody Copywriter, one word, dot com. And it's it'll pop up right there on the screen. It's also, if you go to my Facebook page, 
which is Facebook, Tanya Brody Copywriter. <laughs> you can find it there. And you know what? I look forward to you downloading it and sending you wonderful emails. And I look forward to hearing you email me going, oh my God, that list was so helpful. Thank you very, very much. Because I get that every once in a while. It's like, yay, the list is doing good things in the world. And that's what I want. So yeah, tanyabrodycopywriter.com. I look forward to you using the list and to hearing about your adventures in creating your own email list. And I think it's a fabulous thing that you're all starting your own email lists. Yay, do that. Yay. Audience, if you have reached this point, where are you going to go next? Well, I'm going to direct you to episode 474, Secrets for Keeping Your Message Seen and Evergreen with Judy Baker. If you are watching this on YouTube, you will find the thumbnail somewhere on the screen. If you're on your favorite podcast app, you're going to be scanning back a bit, probably 15 or so episodes back. But I promise you it's another great episode of the author to authority podcast i want to thank you so much for listening today and we will see you on the very next episode bye now you've been listening to the author to authority podcast the extraordinary word ninja kim thompson pinder has helped over 200 entrepreneurs professionals speakers and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business and many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time. <laughs>